Good evening. Welcome to the 7 p.m. Wednesday Bible study for the Archdale Church of Christ. I'm your host, Russ McCullough, and we are again are separate but yet together by way of this podcast, and we're excited to be able to bring it to you uh, as we are going through the Old Testament right now and looking at each book. It's an introduction to the Old Testament. Tonight we've come to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. He's such an interesting person. Jeremiah, more than perhaps any other prophet, pours his heart and soul into this book. He reveals his emotions and his struggles in a way that very few others do. (laughs) It's really great uh, to read. So we want to talk a little bit about the date and the author. Obviously, um, Jeremiah's author, verse 1 of chapter 1, he identifies himself. So that's not an issue. Uh, His prophecy spanned approximately five decades from about uh, 650 B.C. to about 570 B.C. And his name has is really interesting. His name means Jehovah Throws, as in throwing down a foundation. It's a real interesting name. His father was a, a man by the name of Hilkiah. Um, and uh, we don't know anything more about him other than that. He was born in a town called Anathoth, which was three miles northeast of Jerusalem in the Benjamin territory. And as a metaphor to Judah, um, he remained unmarried. And we see this in Jeremiah chapter 16, 1 to 4. And we'll take a quick read at that. Jeremiah 16, 1-4. Hope you have your Bibles with you. Here we are. The word of the Lord came to me. You shall not take a wife nor shall you have sons or daughters in this place. For thus says the Lord concerning the sons and daughters who are born in this place, and concerning the mothers who bore them and the fathers who fathered them in this land, they shall die of deadly diseases. They shall not be lamented, nor shall they be buried. They shall be as dung on the surface of the ground. They shall perish by the sword and by the famine, and their dead bodies shall be food for the birds of the air and for the beast of the earth. Sometimes we think it's almost a curse if people remain unmarried. But in this case, it was a blessing to Jeremiah not to be married for the things that he would see in his life. Uh, Jeremiah was just a young person when he was called by God. 
Uh, some scholars believe he may have been as young as 10. It's just amazing. Now, through his life, uh, Jeremiah was assisted uh, by a scribe by the name of Baruch. We don't know any more about him other than that. And Jeremiah, as we all know, was known as the weeping prophet. The weeping prophet. And Jeremiah led, we, we call him the weeping prophet, and he was, and he was a man of great stamina because he remained focused all his life on his mission from God, never wavering, always faithful. And he led a life of uh, what we might want to call conflicted patriotism. He loved his nation, and he loved his nation enough to tell them what they were doing was evil and wrong. And they continually refused to hear all the while. And he had to take their offenses, but yet he continued to love them. He continued to love his nation, uh, even in the face of terrible disaster. And as far as we know, Jeremiah never convinced anyone of anything. But that was not his mission. His mission was to proclaim judgment. And whether those people repented or not, that was up to them. But he was faithful to his mission. Jeremiah, what a great man. What a great man. Now, the five kings of Jeremiah's ministry um, spanned um, more than just a life. It spanned a time that went from great power and great wealth and great prestige to absolutely nothing. He went from first to worst, I guess you might say. And he saw five kings in his life. The best king Judah ever had. The best king Judah ever had. Josiah. He lived from 640 B.C. to 609 B.C., or he reigned from those years. He was followed by Jehoahaz, who only reigned one year, less than one year, in, in the year 609 B.C. And Jehoiakim reigned from 609 to 598 B.C., and then he was followed by Jehoiachin, 598 B.C. to 597 B.C., just one year. And he was followed by the very last king of Judah. There never was another king in Judah after this man, Zedekiah, who reigned from 597 to 586 when Nebuchadnezzar swept the nation away into captivity. He dealt with those five kings, and, and he lived beyond that, but those are the five kings he prophesied under. The next section we want to look at are what we might call the weepings of Jeremiah. 
the weepings of Jeremiah, a man who just... I just can't imagine the grief he had to deal with. He uh, had to deal with a number of things. Um, first on the list, it would be enough to finish most of us off. He had to endure threats of death. Uh, if you'll turn Jeremiah 11, 18-23. The Lord made it known to me, and I knew. And you showed me their deeds. But I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not know it was against me. They devised schemes, saying, Let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name may be remembered no more. But, O Lord of hosts, who judges righteously, who tests the hearts and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you have I committed my cause. It's high ironic. They wanted to kill him and cut off his name from the memory of the earth. And ironically, we don't remember the people who wanted to kill him, but we remember Jeremiah. He has lived beyond his life in the pages of Scripture. And so God has honored Jeremiah throughout all eternity by placing this book in the scriptures. He had to face threats of death. He also had to fight something we're having a taste of, and that's the fact that he was often left alone in isolation. The 15th chapter, we want to look at uh, verse 15. Uh, to uh, 21. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me and take vengeance for me on my persecutors in your forbearance. Take me not away. Know that for your sake I bear reproach. Your words are found and I ate them and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because your hand was upon me, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you. And you shall stand before me if you utter what is precious and not what is worthless. You shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. He had to deal with isolation and being alone. And another weeping he had to deal with is the fact that he was humiliated by the stocks, the irons in which they 
put him in the prison. Chapter 19, verse 14. Thus says the Lord, Go, buy a potter's earthenware flask, and take some of the elders of the people and some of the elders of the priests, and go out to the valley of the son of Hanan in the entrance of the potsherd's gate, and proclaim there the words that I tell you. You shall say, Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I am bringing such disaster upon this place that the ears of everyone who hears of it will tingle. Because the people I have forsaken me and have profaned this place by making offerings in it to other gods whom neither they nor their fathers nor the kings of Judah have known, and because they have filled this place with the blood of the innocents and have built the high places of Baal to burn their sons in the fire as burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or decree, nor did it come into my mind. Therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when this place shall no more be called Topheth, or the valley of the son of Phanon, but the valley of slaughter. And in this place I will make void the plans of Judah and Jerusalem, and will cause their people to fall by the sword before their enemies, and by the hand of those who seek their life, I will give their dead bodies for food to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the earth. I will make this city a horror, a thing to be hissed at. Everyone who passes by it will be horrified and will hiss because of all its wounds. And I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters. And everyone shall eat the flesh of his neighbor in the siege and in the distress with which their enemies and those who seek their life afflict them. Then shall you break the flask in the sight of the men who go with you. And you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, So will I break this people and this city as one breaks a potter's vessel so that it can never be mended. Men shall be buried in Topeth, because there will be no place else to bury. Thus will I do to this place, declares the Lord, and to its inhabitants, making this city like Topeth. The houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah, all the houses on whose roofs offerings have been offered to all the hosts of heaven, and drink offerings have been poured out to other gods, shall be defiled like the place of Topeth. Then Jeremiah came from Topeth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, and he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said to the people, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing upon the city and upon all its towns all the disaster that I have pronounced against it, because they have stiffened their neck, refusing to hear my words. Now Pashur the priest the son of Imner, who was chief officer in the house of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. Then Pashur beat Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the upper Benjamin gate of the house of the Lord. He preached the word of God and was arrested and put in the stocks. And he was a man who was betrayed by his own people, 
again several times by being arrested, not for what he did, but for what he said. Chapter 26, beginning with verse 7, The priest and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking, all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city be desolate without heavens? All the people gathered around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord, and took their seat in the entry of the new gate of the house of the Lord. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and to all the people, This man deserves the sentence of death, because he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard with your own ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the words you have heard. Now therefore mend your ways and your deeds, and obey the voice of the Lord your God, and the Lord will relent of the disaster that he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold, I am in your hands. Do with me as it seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon the city and its inhabitants. For in the truth, the Lord sent me to you to speak all these words in your ears. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man does not deserve the sentence of death, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. And certain of the elders and of the land arose and spoke all the assembled people, saying, Micah of Marsheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and said to all the people of Judah, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed as a field, Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins in the mountain of the of the house, a wooded height, did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and entreat the favor of the Lord? And did not the Lord relent of the disaster they had pronounced against them? But we are about to bring great disaster upon ourselves. Nearly killed and arrested. And he was a man who was weeping because he was stressed by challenge. He was stressed by challenge. We'll turn back over here now to Jeremiah chapter 28. 10 to 16. Chapter 28, 10 to 16. Then the prophet, prophet Hananiah took the yoke bars from the neck of Jeremiah the prophet and broke them. And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within two years. But Jeremiah the prophet went his way. Sometime after the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke bars from 
off the neck of Jeremiah the prophet, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Go tell Hananiah. Thus says the Lord, You have broken wooden bars, but you have made it in their place bars of iron. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put upon the neck of all these nations an iron yoke to serve Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. For I have given to him even the beast of the field. And Jeremiah the prophet said to the prophet of Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, and you have made this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have uttered rebellion against the Lord. In that same year, in the seventh month, the prophet Hananiah died. He was a man who was weakened by the destruction that he witnessed. Weakened by the destruction. If you uh, look at chapter 36, it goes on. We won't read it all. We'll, we'll read some here. Chapter 36, 1 to 32, it goes on. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. <clears throat> Take a scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you against Israel and Judah and all the nations from the day I spoke to you from the days of Josiah until today. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the disaster that I intend to do so to them, so that everyone may turn from his evil way, and I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. But sadly, they did not. And uh, if you go to verse 20, it says this, So they went into the court of the king, having put the scroll in the chamber of Elishamah, the secretary, and they reported all the words to the king. And the king sent Jedui to get the scroll, and he took it from the chamber of Elishamah, the secretary, and Jehudai read it to the king and all the officials who stood beside the king. This is the scroll of Jeremiah. It was in the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter house, and there was a fire burning in the fire pot before him. And Jehudai read three or four columns. The king would cut them off with a knife and throw them into the fire pot until the entire scroll was consumed in the fire that was made in the fire pot. Yet neither the king nor any of his servants who heard all these words were afraid, nor did they tear their garments. Even when uh, Elnathan and Deliah and Jemariah urged the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. And the king commanded Jeremiel, the son of the king, and Zerahiah, the son of Azrael, and Shel Shelemiah, the son of Abdeel, to seize Baruch, the secretary, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But the Lord hid them. <clears throat> this is the worst kind of destruction where men literally burn the Bible. He was a man, Jeremiah was, 
<clears throat> he was broken by violence and imprisonment. He was broken by violence and imprisonment. Chapter 37, verse 17, or excuse me, verse 15 says this. And the officials were enraged at Jeremiah, and they beat him and imprisoned him in the house of Jonathan the secretary, where he had been made a prison. And it didn't end there. He was brought down himself. Jeremiah was by starvation. Chapter 38, verses 1 to 6. And Shephahiah, the son of Matan, Gedaliah, the son of Pashur, Jukal, the son of Shalamiah, and Pashur, the son of Malkiah heard the words that Jeremiah was saying to all the people. Thus says the Lord, He who stays in the city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes out to the Chaldeans shall live. He shall have his life as a prize of war and live. Thus says the Lord, This city shall surely be given into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon and be taken. Then the officials said to the king, Let this man be put to death. For he is weakening the hands of the soldiers who are left in the city and the hands of all the people by speaking such words to them. For this man is not seeking the welfare of this people, but their harm. King Zedekiah said, Behold, he is in your hands, for the king can do nothing against you. So they took Jeremiah and cast him into the cistern of Malchiah, the king's son, which was in the court of the guard, letting Jeremiah down by ropes. There was no water in the cistern, but only mud. Jeremiah sank in the mud. He was a man who was Restrained by chains. Chapter 40 and verse 1. Chapter 40 and verse 1 it says, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, had let him go from Ramah. When he took him bound in chains, along with all the captives of Jerusalem and Judah, who were being exiled to Babylon. Even Jeremiah was chained and drug off to Babylon. Finally, Jeremiah wept because he was abandoned by rejection. The entire chapter of 42 tells us about his rejection. Verse 7 says, At the end of ten days the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he summoned Johanan the son of Korea and all the commanders of the forces who were with him and all the people from the least to the greatest and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me 
to present your plea of mercy before him. If you will remain in this land, then I will build you up and not pull you down. I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent of the disaster that I did to you. Do not fear the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not fear him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. I will grant you mercy, that he may have mercy on you, and let you remain in your own land. But if you say, We will not remain in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord your God, and saying, No, we will go to the land of Egypt, where we shall not see war or hear the sound of the trumpet or be hungry for bread, and we will dwell there. Then hear the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. You set your faces to enter Egypt and go to live there. Then the sword that you fear shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. And the famine of which you are afraid shall follow close after you to Egypt. And there you shall die. All the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to live there shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. They shall have no remnant or survivor from the disaster that I will bring upon them. The people never listened to Jeremiah, and he was abandoned, and he was rejected. Really, really sad. Now, um, <clears throat> next time we'll talk about Jeremiah the Illustrator. Uh, the metaphors of God's coming judgment. He used a lot of illustrations to illustrate God's coming judgment. And so, next week, Lord willing, for our Wednesday night lesson next week, we'll talk about Jeremiah the Illustrator. God bless you. Have a wonderful and safe week. Amen.